so you you sent me a quote. Yes. Uh, uh, tell me the quote again. Yeah, um, it was um, the the it was from an article. I was reading a um, an article that, that kind of was a recap of Psycho Las Vegas. Yes. And one of the bands that performed and and I. Um, um, it was unfortunate. I didn't get a chance to see them. I really would have liked to have seen them, um, but they came on really late at night, and I was already gone. And the band is is uh, called Primitive Man, okay. and they're out of uh, Denver. They're Denver, and they're more along the lines of sludge. They call sludge doom metal. Okay. So it's kind of like heavy metal underwater. You know, it just kind of has that. Okay. It's just a much slower. It's an acquired taste. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. Is it like a metal? ballad style or well it just it is <laughs> well with growls and 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 moans oh, and you I know see. it's painful uh, yeah it's basically uh yeah. it, it's painful so um, I, I, I think i think uh a cat and I, a wood chipper yeah yeah i think dante <laughs> would have would have uh, appreciated oh, no. that, that, that that's perfect definite no i, I, I hear it now yeah. that's great okay so so the quote was um from the um the lead singer right. who actually has a day job right. and he is a he's a teacher for a, a developmentally disabled kids, basically. Okay. So he's an educated guy. So and, when, yeah. when you get older, it's too bad your arms don't get longer. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. Your contact lenses do that. I just right. for you to read the way he said that. Um, anyhow, his quote was, they had asked him about Las Vegas. Yeah. And he said, um, uh, Vegas is like a cake that's a little expired, but it's all you get, to, but it's all you got in the fridge. It seemed like a good cake two days ago, but now it's just an old cake you have to eat. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you sent that to me, I glossed over it. Yeah. Um, and really, not until you read that to me that that, that I started picturing the 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 meaning of that. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's very astute. Yeah, I thought it was a very good metaphor. Yeah. Um, because yeah, first of all, you know, I mean, sometimes cakes do taste better yeah. when some of the moisture. I mean, if you like them a little bit on the dry side. Uh-huh. Two-day-old cake is nothing wrong with that. Right. Same thing with a stale donut, right? You buy donuts at the store, you eat one today, I'll have the next one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit stale, but it's still a donut, yeah. right? Now, now, based on what, uh, actually, I, I know what we're talking about today, but uh, uh, the, the, sort of the Vegas experience, uh, better defined, uh, do you think Vegas can become, uh, does it become a new cake every time? Or is it just, a different older cake i mean yeah, w- yeah where is that in the analogy yeah yeah exactly and it's like well you know been there done that yeah um but it's still it's still vegas right so we have no other place that's that that appeals to us so yeah, yeah maybe it is at the end of this you know we keep talking about like the life cycle of that i think las vegas in a lot of ways is like the james bond franchise you know you had your sean connery era and then you had your Roger Moore era, and they were very different. Yeah, you know, right. Roger Moore, more tongue-in-cheek. There was yeah. humor in it, which I really didn't see so much with, you know, Sean Connery. Now uh-huh. there's a Daniel Craig era, yeah. you know, whatever. So so you look at it and say, hey, it's still James Bond. Yeah. Either you like that kind of movie or you don't. And you might have your favorite one. I mean, for me, I, I like Sean Connery. Right. You know, now again, the Roger Moore movies, oh, okay. Again, they were lighter. Uh, they didn't take themselves so seriously. Um but they're still good to watch, you know, because it's still James Bond. Yeah, I, I like Connery's, uh, you know, but uh, more, I, I seem to remember Moore's movies much more. I don't like Daniel Craig's version. It's not yeah. his fault. Yeah. He's a fine actor, but I just don't like it. I don't like a, I, I, I don't like Bond being in touch with himself, you know, yeah. being a damaged individual. Um, Pierce Brosnan, uh, unfortunately, yeah. jumped into the franchise too late. Yeah. If you remember back in the day, he was uh, he got jammed up with his contract with Remington Steel. Remington Steel, yeah. He yeah. yeah, he could have had the franchise far longer. And I always forget the... Uh, there was a there was a a, a stopgap. Yes, there was there was an actually I believe there on on Hulu there's a documentary about that guy. Yeah, he only acted in the one movie, mm-hmm. and he was from Australia, yes. and he wasn't like a professional actor. He was like you know he did some, but he looked really looked like he could have been James Bond. Yeah, and he just didn't want to put up with the Hollywood bullshit. Yeah, so so he bailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Uh, uh, I, I was thinking about Vegas uh, today, and 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 in, in, antip- in anticipation of the podcast, and I was trying to remember my first experience with live gaming. 
Now, I know gambling is not your thing, and it's certainly mm-hmm. not my thing. What, what, do you remember your first experience? Now, when I, when I say live gaming, I, I mean, you know, you're being dealt to by, by another individual, a human, yeah. uh, not, a, not a computer, not a screen. Um, do you remember your first experience? Have, have you, you've done it, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, of course, my, my first, you know, gambling experience was with slot machines. Yeah. And I remember that very vividly because I had, uh, I've been through casinos. Now, mm-hmm. they used to be stricter about letting kids even walk through them. Um, oh, yes. You know, at one time, yeah, I mean, you just you just couldn't do that. And I was a teenager. We'd been to Reno. And I remember it was, it was a pain because I kind of wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And it, even if it had nothing to do with the casino, I had to walk through it. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 you can't do that unless you're with a parent. So I had to wait for somebody to enter the casino that kind of looked old enough. And I'd walk <laughs> in with them. So security would think maybe we were together. Right. But when I was 21, <laughs> I, my, my girlfriend at the time uh, had come to Las Vegas to help. She worked for a clothing store in San Francisco. Huh. And they had opened up in the brand new fashion show mall. Right. So she'd gone down there to manage a store, to train the manager, whatever, and whatever they did. So so I came to Las Vegas for that. And I remember then, wow, I could go in the casino on my own. I'm 21. I can actually play the games. I put a dime in the machine and I hit a jackpot and won like five bucks. <laughs> that was that was a bad experience because I soon lost all that $5. Right. Lost $10 more. But I, that I remember. But the other one I was with my dad. And he was just kind of helping me out there. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was. Um, uh, I remember that, and I remember I lost. And I thought, well, you know, it, it's kind of like playing at home because we'd played at home a lot. Except I don't know the dealer. They they uh, they don't have quite the sense of humor. And and I lost real money. Often none. Yeah. No sense of humor at <laughs> no. all. Yeah. We no. we have a tremendous number of. Uh, uh, they do a fine job, but a tremendous number of uh, Asian. Yes. dealers and, and little tiny Filipino Filipina yeah. ladies and they're um, they're humorless they're just they're yeah. stones yeah you know and uh, I, I always find it funny you know when people try to because because gamblers in general I think uh, are are well half of them are very gregarious you know and they want to talk and it's more social yes you know, it's it's the it's gambling is sort of a church environment, you know, yeah. and they just want to socialize and talk. And my wife's sister is like that. You know, that's all she wants to do is just talk to the people, um, and uh, you know, play a couple of hands here and there. And if if they win, great. If they don't, great. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. My 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 fir- much like you, my first experience was, uh, um, uh, my, well, technically my first experience was Laughlin. Hmm. Yeah, uh, just a, just a uh, Laughlin, right? Uh, Laughlin, Nevada is right on a river. Uh, if people yeah. don't know, it's hotter than here. It's, it can be hotter than here. Yes, um, it is uh, unremarkable, unspectacular, but it's a place to go. That's you know that something you can gamble and have a you know a, a giant you know steak for you know three dollars. Not yeah. anymore, but uh, but yeah. In fact, but mine was a dollar machine, mm. and uh, uh, took. I don't know, 10, 15 bucks, and I hit 100. Nice. 100 bucks. And, uh, and we've talked to it many times, you know, the, the heavy dollar coins, yes. you know, falling in the thing. Uh, great feeling. Great feeling. But as far as live gaming, I was trying to remember my first time. Uh, it was Vegas. It was it was the, the first trip I took to Vegas. I did live gambling, and it was uh, blackjack. You know, and, and I, I know I sort of peruse a lot of the... Um, uh, my other Las Vegas podcast colleagues, and you know they they talk about it with such zeal. Now they I don't I have not heard of their first trips, but they talk about it now and the, the anticipation of a new Vegas trip coming. And uh, I mean they're 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 like little kids, you know, and yeah. and then that's wonderful. That's a wonderful thing to see after all of these years. But I don't remember that. I don't remember it was. Um, uh, I unfortunately, what what it was, uh, I'm 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 an intense game player, whether it's sports or board games or video games. I'm I'm just intense, and that's probably why I don't necessarily like gambling, because I cannot win necessarily because yeah. of my effort. Yes, and I, and I think that's what's discouraging. Um, uh, I don't like lady luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah, and, I, and that's where the gambling comes in. I mean, they yeah. like to call it gaming. Uh, but you know, and yeah, there's, there's, there is a certain amount. I mean, if you're playing single deck blackjack, there is some skill to it. Yeah, you agreed. know, you can be, that's why they, they don't really 
you know, they, they start going to the shoes and, and everything mm-hmm. else oh, is, sure. is to take away that any yeah. any type of being able to to apply skill and then and then and then applying you with alcohol, not in your case, but in other people's case, <laughs> so that they're that they're that they're you know memories and their and their and their reactions, you know, and their and yeah. the decisions that they make are clouded. So, what was the first game that you played? Live game. Blackjack. It was blackjack. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, have you played all the games? No, I haven't. Even I mean, not 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 in a regular casino. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember for Christmas one year, I got a I got a craps table, mm. a little one. You know, it was you know three feet long or something like that. And that's why I learned how to play craps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, by by learning that, um, and it was funny because years later, when 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 my son was small. You know, my father was saying, "Oh, don't give him one of those games that let the learn gambling." Right. I thought, "Well, why? You 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 you've, you've gone three you've gone three sixty on me because because you gave me one, and what it did teach me was not to play these games. Yeah, because even though I'm playing with toy money or whatever, I realized I said, "Well, a lot of it is just this roll of the dice, mm-hmm. and I have no. Con- I mean, I can try to try to cheat, but they're gonna they're gonna stop me on that. Yeah. If I if I don't do that and just throw the dice and and you know let Lady Luck determine this." I'm going to lose. Right. That's why the odds are, you know, you get 90, they'll even tell you on slot machine, you get 98% back. Well, it means I lost 2% of my money right on average, right? <laughs> right. So, so you're saying you're going to lose. You're just not going to lose that much. See, people, don't, people don't realize those statements, 98% return and yes. loses slots. All that is, and I found, I finally think I've found a way to equate it to an everyday experience. Yeah. When you go to Vaughn's, Albertsons, Smith's, Kroger owns everything, so I'm sorry, Kroger. Um, when you go to the grocery store, and you, or you go to Kohl's, or you go to any department store, and you, and you've used coupons, and you've come on on forty percent off day, and everything else. Yeah. And they make a a, a major effort after they've rung the hundred items that you've purchased up. They say, uh, it, "Well, Mr. Thorpe, you've saved one hundred and forty-five dollars today." Yeah. And you haven't. No, you. You've haven't. spent nine hundred and eight. Yes. You know, and 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 that's what vague. That's what that means. Ninety-eight percent. Yes. And loses slots. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> you know, there, there's another way that they use they use statistics. And again, statistics aren't facts. Statistics data. Yeah. And you know, Mark Twain had the great. Uh, quote once you know there are three kinds of lies there were lies damn lies and statistics and one <laughs> right. of them that I, you know that i see for example for it might be for a heart medication you should take this heart medication because it found that among people who had a heart attack you know there was a 20 percent reduction in getting a second one well that sounds pretty good so you really look at where do they came up with this data well they will find out that if a person had a heart attack out of a thousand people who had a heart attack maybe five out of those thousand will have a second one well, now if you take this medicine over a certain amount of time, they found out that only four people out of a thousand had a heart attack. Well, that's a twenty percent reduction, right? Right, that's twenty percent. So that's where they come up with the number. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really not that great when you think about, oh, is that it? And I have to put up with, hey, I got to buy the fucking medicine, and I have all these all these side effects. <laughs> You know, whatever the side effects are. I'm, I'm wet in the bed at night for Christ's sake right. or whatever, you know. What did Robin Williams say? Immaculate conception, anal bleeding. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah exactly. That's right. <laughs> I'm bleeding from every orifice. <laughs> but hey, I got a 20% reduction in my chance of having a second heart attack. There you which go. means out of a thousand people, <laughs> only, you know, instead of uh, 995 not having one, it's going to be 996. I just hope I'm that one guy. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I uh, I have played all the games, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, uh, the first time I uh, played dice, craps, um, I, I I was dealing it. Yeah. And as I've, I've said before, I think it was one of our listener questions. I broke in um, very briefly <laughs> at the Golden Gate Hotel and Casino, little tiny place, little dark, smelly place on on, on Las, yeah. downtown it's Las still Vegas. Is. I can smell it right now. Oh yeah, yeah it's terrible. Uh, probably has the original carpet, um, but I dealt quarter craps, and oh, you know that was my first ex- first experience with gaming of that level. Quarter craps is reserved for uh, very old people, old gentlemen, or college kids. Yeah, uh, they're they're mean, they're they're spiteful. They they have been do- they do it every single day. You know, there are regulars that come there and they, they just, they, they have, a, it's kind of like bingo. Yeah. But in this case, it's craps and, um, and, and they, and they, they they talk to you, you know, and they specifically talk to you to try to, uh, sort of 
puts you off kilter because uh, they know you're a new dealer. You know, they know that it's a, it's a break-in house. Yeah. And you got your black and whites on and you're nervous and you're trying to, you know, do the math in your head. And quarter and quarter crafts actually is much harder than like dollar crafts, you know, because of the... The, the, the fractions? <laughs> yeah. Figuring out, you know, you know, exactly what the bet is. But, uh, oh yeah, I mean, that, that, that was a... It was a horrendous experience. That's why I didn't last at all because dealing wasn't my thing. Because uh, I'm, you know, was, again, I'm not a very social person. So, I, I that that part didn't get me over the hump. I didn't really enjoy these guys. You know, I didn't find them cantankerous and curmudgeons. I found them to be assholes. Yeah. That that were throwing you know quarters at me, and it was just a, it was a it was a terrible experience, but it was a great experience to to remember. You know, and I mean, uh, the, the oxygen machines and the canes and the yeah. smoking the cigars and the throwing the chips and, and splashing the, you know, splashing the table with their chips and, and pretending not to know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, and then I, I, luckily I had a good, I had a, 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 a box person, uh, supervisor that, that would lean in and say, hey, listen. Chester over there knows exactly what he's doing. Don't let him screw around with you. You know, and you start to relax a little bit more. Uh, but uh, that, I mean... Craps, you know, roulette. I played as a cons- as a as a player. Uh, big six, you know, that's a, that's oh, a, a joke. That's a, yeah, <laughs> a carnival game. You know, three card poker game. You don't win a teddy bear though. Yeah, uh, I have. I've done mini bock table. Um, I, I have not done a, a the the big bock. You know, the the major baccarat tables. Um, mainly because the buy ins are too big. I just don't. I, I have no desire to lose that type of money. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I guess it was exciting, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's less exciting for me rather than stressful. Yeah. I, you know, I got that, that, the butterflies first and then that pit in your stomach, especially when you lose, you're like, ah, cause there was nothing you could do. You know, you, there was no strategy per se, especially, you know, the roulettes of the world, you know, it's, it's, it's just a luck game. It's a light game, so I, I very quickly decided, nah, it's not for me. I'll I'll check out other parts of Vegas, which I loved. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, what in all of Vegas? Now you've been here how long? Remind me. I'm sorry. Oh, I of course I left for a while, but I've been here about uh, fifteen years. Fifteen years. So, okay. 12, 15. In all of your fifteen years, in in all aspects of Vegas, gaming, entertainment, food, beverage. Working at the hotel with yeah. with, with uh-huh. your with your buddies. Yes. Um, what and you may have multiple. What, what in your in recent mem in your in your brain? What what's the most recent strangest experience where you got done and and you just you just shook your head and you had to go and tell somebody like you came and told me or Fred or somebody. What was the strangest thing that you did? Well, I think you know. We Consumer got, or worker, whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah. That, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, just so, I, I guess to further define it, out of character. Like you never, ever thought you would be doing this, uh, playing this game, watching this show, helping this guy. You know, I mean, what, what, what do you remember? Yeah. Well, of course, it's hard. Everything, everything is relative, right? I mean, mm, to true. your own experiences. And I can remember at times, you know, in Japan. When I lived there, I'd go out, oh, I'm just going to go out and have a beer. Before I knew it, it was 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm in a car with people I don't even know. And I thought, what am I doing here? Mm. And this, I remember the guy driving only had one arm. I was like, holy shit, this is something out of the future. You know? Right. Yeah, and so, so you know, those, that, that's how my life's been. So, so here, uh, I think one of the, the, the things that I guess one time really surprised me was, you know, we would get now and then, we would get requests for the Red Rooster, you know the swingers. That basically, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a swingers club. That's right. what they, you know. It was it was a um, uh, um, buffet, a sex buffet. Yeah, you know, more <laughs> yeah, or less. Julie and I talked about yes, that. Yeah. yeah. So so now and then we would get somebody asking about the Red Rooster, and we had you know the, it was kind of like they didn't have an address. It was in some industrial area, mm-hmm. and you know you had to call and you had a directions how to get there, and <laughs> right. you know. So I told this this guy he he called. And it was he and his wife, and they wanted to. They wanted to go. So mm-hmm. all right. So so I said, yeah, you come down to the desk. I'll give you the directions because you know we're written out. Remember again, this they didn't have the 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 smartphone. They had cell phones. They didn't have smartphones. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as easy. I'll just text you the the directions anyhow. So yeah, I know this guy's going to come to the desk at some point. So I got in my I guess in my mind my own 
stereotype, my own prejudice, of what somebody looks like that's going to go to a to a to a swingers club, basically wife swapping or right. partner swapping. Right. And yeah, so somebody comes together. I wonder if this is a guy. No, no, no. He was asking for you know tickets to Crazy Girls or O or whatever. And somebody else. No, no, no. They were Delmonico. Well, finally this. This guy comes up with white hair and his wife, who was dumpy, you know, she's like, they're like 65, 70, and she's got white hair done up and, and a paunch, you know, and, right. and, and he says, hi, I called earlier about directions to the Red Rooster. <laughs> I thought, holy shit, this is them, you know, so yeah. that one really kind of, kind of surprised me. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't know why, I mean, I guess, you know, you, you, you yeah, you know, they say come to the ballpark well, every day and you see something new. I think I think that uh, every guy, whether he wants to admit it or not, even the millennials today, yeah, every guy has that. If they're faced with that red rooster scenario, yeah, you know, you your mind paints a picture of the pornography that you've seen. Yes, exactly. And that it's perfect. Yeah, you know, the girl is the hot, hot chicks. Yes. The guy is good looking. Can't get enough. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. And everybody, everybody just looks great and looks great doing what they're doing. And um, the reality of it is, is you know, it's a stark reality. It's just, it's we're everyday people. You know, yeah, we're we're yeah. not entertainers. We're not showmen. Uh, and when you see that, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, like, and each one of them probably <laughs> looking like, 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 yeah, he's saying, gee, I wish I could have something better than this old bag. And she's probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he uh, he's, you know, he hasn't gotten it up really mm. well in the in the last few years. I want something younger, which isn't going to be too hard to, you know, I mean, mm. if he's if, if they're that old, <laughs> and hoping to to score on that in in, in that regard. So it's right. an upgrade for both of them. <laughs> I wonder when they show up and people are going to think, <laughs> right, right, you know, yeah, be pretty drunk. You know, I was trying to think of my strangest. I've talked about probably my strangest as a uh, as a concierge, the uh, the naked Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme yes, and, was, the, and yeah. the the fog of war, the the the, the marijuana blast that came out of the and suite, the, and the cocaine and the yeah, snort. Yeah, yeah. I remember you told me that because I was down there at the desk waiting for you to come yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and that that I had to, you know, I I I certainly wasn't in danger by any means uh, because. Uh, uh, there wasn't one of them sober enough to take me, but uh, 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 I really I got out of that room, got into the elevator. <laughs> I was, uh, what, you know, what just happened? You know, that that, yeah, that was yeah. that was definitely one of mine. And the other one was probably w- which was uh, an and and you know an overly used term, but an amazing experience uh, as a professional photographer, a commercial photographer. Uh, I was tasked by, and strangely enough, the group was Amway. Oh yeah, and, and, and international Amway. Okay, so, so yeah, even, I mean, they, they worked at the they stayed at the hotel. Too. Yes, yeah. they did, yeah. but um, I don't know where they were staying. So this yeah, this was saying. past my tenure at the Venetian concierge desk. Um, but I was uh, there was a and obviously a huge group, huge groups, and they were so, no now they, the majority of them were staying at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, Mandalay Bay has attached to it Mandalay Bay Beach, which is their pool essentially right, right. Uh, and concert venue when and people come and play on the stage there in, in the middle of the water. Um, but uh, this Amway Group, international Amway Group, um, through MGM, uh, through whom I was working, um, uh, said we want a group photograph and you know the the sort of came across my desk and i said okay great i mean we do group shots all the time it's no big deal um there's a right and a wrong way to do group shots so i was just approaching it and then the number came across it was four thousand people oh god and i said there's no you know the, I, and it was funny i said there's no ladder or crane that's going to allow me to do something that is of of value to you it's all gonna even if i put a fisheye lens which which will you know basically shoot almost ear to ear you know on me um it's not gonna do it justice and i said the only way to do it and i just said it as an offhand remark i was just kidding uh the only way to do it is to hang out of a helicopter and sure enough long story short that's what i did Oh wow! Uh, there's a company in town called Maverick ha- yep, Helicopters. Yeah, we know them well from our yes. Venetian days. I have good since people. yeah, very good people. Yeah, uh, a great tour company. Um, the, I have since done this several times, but uh, the, uh, all the people were on the beach, and of course, th- there's no detail per se, but they all wore uh, color coordinated shirts, and some of them wore the white shirts so they could spell out what whatever they were spelling out. It was an acronym for whatever their group was. 
Um, and uh, and sure enough, I, I took this picture uh, out of a helicopter over Mandalay Bay. And it was, luckily I had uh, a fixer, basically, and it took care of everything because there's FAA you know, to deal with. There's the Maverick, there's Mandalay Bay, there's all different types of things. So, you know, three months later, they came to town and we took care of it. Wow. Yeah. That, Could you do that today with a drone? Would it work you better certainly, that way? You could. Uh, the drone the drone itself would have to be a, a professional drone, not, yeah. not just the typical, One you know, did, yeah. uh, Phantoms, the DJI company that puts them out. Uh, it, it would have to be a, a professional, you know, drone with a, with a, a, a removable and, and larger camera. But you certainly could. Um, much easier, too. You know, you get you get drone pilots out there. That I mean, it's it's, it's a snap. Yeah. Um, but uh, in fact, that that's the way to do it now. But uh, yeah, that was that was probably the coolest wow. thing I did. Uh, Nerve wracking because it was the first time I'd been in helicopters before, just as a passenger, and they're they're intimidating enough. It's yeah. a very cool yeah. thing to do. But to consider you know the fact that I'm hanging out. I was harnessed and clipped in. I wasn't going anywhere. But uh, yeah, I mean uh, Jean Claude and hanging out in a helicopter. Yeah, that was probably the strangest thing, two things I did. Um, okay, here's a tough question for you. All right, can there be a Vegas? Can there be a vegan, tech-heavy millennial? Me too, Vegas. Well, I, I mean, I guess there there can be, but it wouldn't be any fun. Isn't that I mean, what we're know, doing I mean, now? Yeah, it is, yeah. and that's that's part of the problem. I, you know, the the assholes that run the the play, the, the corporate people, mm-hmm. they, they kind of remind me of what's happened to baseball in a lot of ways. What you know, they reduce the player down to just a bunch of statistics. What's his win over? You know, his win above replacement. You know, what's the exit velocity of the balls he hits? Well, well, wait a minute. He's a it's a, it's a team game. Is he a team player? And how well does he, you know, it, there's much more to it than just a bunch of numbers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're thinking along the lines of, hey, we can cash in on this. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's vegans out there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Having been one or, you know, um, there are other things that Las Vegas that don't appeal to a vegan, like probably gambling and smoking and drinking mm-hmm. and some of the other things. Mm-hmm. So um, Las Vegas has traditionally been, and is what his niche was, was indulgence. Mm. You, you, you know, what happens here stays here. You have, you, you, you release your inner demon or, or wildcat or whatever it is, your spirit animal. And you come <laughs> here and you let it roam. Yeah. Right. And that's what it was. Now, if you're a Puritan and again, the same thing with the families, right? right. It doesn't work mm-hmm. because dad's got his tie on and, and everything like that. And he's going to be the, 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 he doesn't, not going to swear. He's not going to say shit if he had a mouthful of it uh, when he's here, but right. leaves the kids at home and dad's a tiger on the road, right? Mom too, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> right. But that's what it appealed to. So it was like that's how it's it should be. Yeah. And, and I think that they can, particularly as a backlash to me too, mm-hmm. to say, well, not everybody feels that way, or somebody we want a release from that, and they can come here and do it. Everybody here are on the same page. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna fuck the fashion basically, and we're just gonna let it hang loose. All right. So why can't you disappeal to those people and everybody else? Hey, if you don't like it, piss off. Now, have you seen uh, the new Vegas uh, Visitors Authority ad? No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, we're we're stuck in the in the mode. We're, we're gonna we're gonna keep trying to redo. You know what happens here stays here. Yeah. Uh, and the new the new phrase is uh, "Be yourself or be anybody else you want." And it shows this girl, uh, always well produced. Uh, whoever's producing this does a, 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 a superb job. Yeah. But it's a, a lovely girl, and she starts in the beautiful red dress, tall blonde, and then she moves to uh, more of a conservative, um, uh, almost like a um, New Orleans or jazz club, you know, cute little black dress and, and, and dark brunette hair, uh, and then ends up sort of jumping on this couch in a, in a nightclub um, and uh, sort of plops down in front of this guy. Sort of, it's got a very hipster millennial feel to the scene. And then they then they bring the tagline in, uh, you know, be yourself or be anybody you want. Um, do you think that is in keeping with what's happening here? No, that that sounds no. that doesn't sound like again. It sounds to me like they're trying to be all things to all people. Yeah, and everything comes with a price. Yeah, which is like we said, it's just like anywhere else. And and part of the allure of Vegas in the old days 
was, you know, it, it appealed to people who have grown up like we all have here mm-hmm. and, and in the West in general in a consumer society of materialism. So I remember I'm, when I was growing up, I had a neighbor. D. McQuigan and D's garage was just loaded to the gills. It was stuffed with shit. She had so much <laughs> stuff in there. I remember one time my mother, we were going to go, we had to go shoe shopping for me. I was, I'm probably in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And she saw D out front. So I, oh, where are you going? He goes, well, we got to get John some shoes for school. Or whatever. He goes, wait a minute, what size does he wear? I have a pair. Maybe I have it. Well, she did. Brand new pair of shoes in her garage, unworn. I mean, you know, here you go. They fit. You can, can you have them? Sure. And the thing was, what was strange was Dee didn't have any any sons. She had two daughters that were in high school. So I'm just curious, why does she have a boy's pair of shoes that would fit somebody who was in elementary school? Mm-hmm. Well, Dee liked to go to the San Jose flea market. This is in the day before San Jose was known for anything except a big flea market on the weekends. This is 20 years before it became, you know, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in the weekends... Uh, the the San Jose flea market was it was was a big deal, and Dee would go down there, and she had to buy those shoes because they were a good deal. Mm-hmm. Not that she needed them, and again, it's like you save one hundred forty five dollars. No, you didn't. You just spent nine fifty. <laughs> right. It was a good deal, and she had no use for these shoes, but she knew it was a good price to pay. Right. So she wanted that good deal. So it was the same here in the past. The buffet's four ninety five. All you can eat. Well, it's not very good. Doesn't matter. It's a good deal. It's four ninety five for prime rib. Well, you don't even eat meat. Doesn't matter. It's a good deal. <laughs> God damn it. Give me some of the brown and the blue. <laughs> and the blue. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> shitty, but nevertheless, it's cheap. You know, right. and now you get a really elegant buffet, real high end one. It's fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can go back and, and load up your plate with uh, crab legs as many times as you want, right. which probably isn't gonna be very many times for the average person. It's like, oh Jesus. I had enough crab legs for once, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and it's not a deal. You just walked out of there and you just spent a hundred bucks for two people. Now, we've always mentioned the fact that, and, and one of the reasons we were, you know, excited to start a podcast talking about Vegas, the negatives yeah. and the positives, yeah. is the fact that we knew uh, there was a a large population, if not the largest population of people uh, that were enamored with Vegas. Yeah. Uh, and do you think that's still the case? And having a son the age that you do, yeah, prepping for college, yeah, is he uh, is now he may or may not represent the ne- the coming generation that might be interested in Vegas, but do you think his generation is going to be as enamored? And will want to come to Vegas on their college trips? You know, there's always uh, Rosarito. Um, TJ yeah. and Vegas. That's always the places to go when you're in college. And, you know, and then uh, South Beach and, and right, Spring Break right, places. Right, right, Cabo or something like it, that. It, yeah. Do you think that his generation is going to continue uh, being enamored with Vegas? Or do you think that it, his generation will 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 continue that sort of slow erosion, you know, to, to making Vegas, you know, it's a scary term nowadays, but almost irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think one of the things that we, we've talked about is the, the big changes. Yeah, I mean, sure, there, there were always, you know, changes in the games or, or the odds or the hotels or how they approach themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just said everybody's got their their hand out. It used to be, I mean, yeah, you know, it was a tip town. So you didn't pay for anything, but you, you gave out tips and mm-hmm. everything. Everybody was happy. But now it's just like it's, it's a selling point for the Tropicana to say free parking. Well, that was never an issue before, (laughs) right? You know, and again, with the buffet, they don't give you anything. And it used to be, I remember it was was funny. I saw a guy, they they were interviewing people at the airport who were coming in. Uh, I forget, it was one of the holidays. It might have been 4th of July, uh, probably before that. Maybe it was Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. And this guy said, oh, I'm not going to spend a dime while I'm here. I'm just going to, and I thought, good luck, pal. Everywhere you go, you're not going to get free food. They're not going to think that, oh, he's here in the casino. I'm going to kiss his ass because mm-hmm. he's going to gamble. And then he doesn't do it. Uh, you're not going to get, well, even in the old days, you would, they would know what your play is. Mm-hmm. And if you're not playing, you don't get anything. Right. Um, but, but it used to be, at least you had a cheap room. Yeah. You know, you used to be able to do that. Hey, I got a room in Vegas, $35. So college kids, I think, would come here because it was cheap. Yeah. Not cheap anymore. No, you know? it just isn't. I mean, can you can you bargain your way into a an affordable vacation? Sure, 
But depending on how you get here, you know, travel, of course, uh, is always uh, the largest expense because they're so, they're just, the, the airlines are just bastards nowadays. But, um, you know, you're looking at, you know, I may be overestimating a little bit, but I mean, you're looking at $1,000 a person. Yeah. And I don't know how many, I mean, I, I'm assuming your boy, as he starts college and starts doing his own laundry, and feeding himself, yes, uh, is probably not going to have disposable income of a thousand dollars to get here. Yeah, and then once he's here, a thousand dollars isn't—it's not a VIP trip. No, it isn't. You know, now you there's so much to do that's for free. Yeah, in Vegas still, which is I, I think still part of the part that's appealing. Uh, I mean, just visually, you could you could spend the day walking, you know, from one end of the strip to the other, just fill up your head with these wonderful sights that we have, all these facades, and not spend a dime. Yeah, you know, you'll be close to death because of the heat, but you know, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I just don't know. I you know, and as I watched that 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 new ad by the visitors authority, I thought, you know, is this an attempt to turn the car and get it back on the road? Or is this attempt, is it not an attempt, it's, it's an acquiescence to what is happening. See, what, what happens here stays here. That was, we're taking control of this car, yeah. and we're going to put it on this road. And by God, you're, we're going to make this place um, you know, just uh, amazing. It's a, a great place to come. And they did it. And they can't repeat it. Yeah, and I wonder also then if it if it isn't that they aren't on this they're they're not communicating with one another. The visitors authority is trying to present this this image, and then the hotels are not are not cooperating in that because they're going to esports and a bunch of other yes other things. Now they just opened. Uh, I saw yesterday on the news that what we talked about a couple of weeks ago at the Cosmo, the mm-hmm. restaurants or whatever they yeah. they interviewed donuts and sliders and brew yeah. or whatever. Which sounds it's, it's a strange mix, kind of like what I think that's kind of a, what's happening here, right in Las Vegas in general. Yeah. It's a strange mix. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I don't know. I, you know, and I, and I recently, uh, I was very curious. This is the strangest thing to mention, but it, it sort of is relevant. Um, there's the, the, this young lady, her name's Colleen Ballinger, and she plays Miranda Sings. Yeah. And it's this character she created on YouTube and, and just, you know, to, to, to you know, the nomenclature, she blew up. And she did. And she's, she's created, created now a career for herself. And, and with that, like billions of views, you know, of all the things that she does to the point where she's, she makes videos now talking about her, her, her pregnancy. Now she's, you know, she's pregnant and got married and all this stuff and billions and billions of views. And I just think to myself, our gen, the newest generation, that's what they do. They have their phones, they have their tablets, they have their Surface Pros, they have everything. And it's all this, this constant stream of content and I don't, Vegas isn't content. You know, Vegas is tangible. Yeah. Ve- you know, uh, yeah, we have online gaming and we ha- now, you know, with the NBA, you know, we have, uh, you know, sports books everywhere. Um, but, uh, but that's not content, you know. And I just, I just, I don't know what Vegas is going to do, you know, because if a person doesn't know how or doesn't care or doesn't want to throw a pair of dice you know, down a four-foot table and see the result of it, then I don't know what Vegas is going to do because they've gotten rid of the shows. They're, they're, they're closing the restaurants, you know, just, yeah. uh, you know, and, and our, the gaming revenue is going down. It's not going down, you know, enough for people to truly worry, but I think someone's worried out there. Um, I, you know, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah, I don't know. Because I've mean, seen your boy yeah. right in front of that computer Yeah. every day. Yep. All day. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and, um, um, it, again, it, it gets back to, you know, we talk about the old days about, you know, you could see the Rat Pack for nothing or mm. for the cost of a drink, something like that. And they were, the thing is that they were, they were big names back then already. It's not like you saw somebody up and coming. Um, I remember, you know, in, in the early 80s when, when I lived in San Francisco, mm. there was a disco down the street from me. I did not go very often, but it was called the I-Beam. Mm. And one night they were going to have my girlfriend, oh, they're going to have a band from England play. Yeah. What's their name? Duran Duran. I never heard of them. Fuck them. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to waste my time. All right, now we can say, yeah, I could have seen Duran Duran for, for, for five bucks or something. But they were nobody back then. Yeah. You know, Not that I would have wanted to see them anyway, but... But nevertheless, this isn't that wasn't the way it was here. I mean, these Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack, they were already big names. Right. And they would perform here. They would perform here on a dime, basically, you know. Then they had Elvis. There was a reason to come here. 
Uh, but now, can can you see those big names? Oh, sure. And you're going to pay pay through the nose for it. Yeah. 150 bucks a ticket or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like there's no bargains. And that's what people wanted. And I think part of the problems that w- we were faced at the hotel uh-huh. were people expecting that that there were bargains here yeah. and coming here and no, there aren't. And then getting pissed off at us about it. And I understand that we are representative of, I mean, we're wearing the suits and the monkey suit and whatever of the industry, but we didn't make those decisions. Right. You know, right. You know, the, 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 the fact, you know, like, like you said, the Rat Pack today is so different because back in the day, you know, Frank and, and Dean and the boys, they were up there on stage. You would make a visit. You'd come to Vegas and see them. Yes. Now with the esports, I mean, they are investing heavily in esports. Yeah. Esports has broadcast and streaming licensing. You don't have to come here. Yeah, exactly. To get the same experience watching a kid or a team of kids play video games. Yeah. Now, is it more exciting to come here and do it? Sure, if you're into that kind of thing. But uh, but that you know that's something that exists now. That is, it's a, it's, it changes the game. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and also, you know, uh, uh, Wynn, Steve Wynn and Adelson, one of the things where they where they killed the golden goose, so to speak, mm. um, they were we were getting, because even when the economy is bad here or, or, or where else, or the, or the, 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 the dollars, uh, the dollar's strong, uh, if the economy is bad here, the dollar's weak. Mm. Uh, in other countries, somebody is doing well. Yes. So in, in often cases, it was in the 90s, 80s, 90s, it's someplace in Asia. Mm-hmm. Either it's going to be uh, the, the, the ch- China, Japan, whatever. So they're going to come. Right. So we can appeal to the to the foreign dollars coming in. So what did they do? Well, you know, when, when Macau opened up, uh, allowed foreign uh, gaming licensing, they built replicas of the Venetian mm-hmm. in Macau. So now people in China, they don't have to come here. They can go to that one. And it's basically the same experience for them if it's just the hotel. Yeah, um, it's it's long. I mean, it's a, it's a, hey, it's a it's a real flight. I mean, I go to that part of the world all the time. It's a long flight over here. Yeah. So hey, well, we just go to Macau. It's kind of the same thing. You know, and Macau um, did not, you know, open to a very celebrated, you know, yeah. uh, inaugural. But uh, um, it, it it the numbers weren't there and no. aren't there. Even scarier. If if the numbers aren't there in Macau and Macau isn't the reason why Vegas is getting sluggish to the point of being worried, that's the scary part. Yeah. Because if all the other global gaming markets are not what's causing the problem at Vegas, then it's the people, and and that's the scary part for Vegas. Yeah. Is that if we if if Vegas has swung away. You know, both as far as a, a competitive vacationing area, and and uh, a place to go that uh, that that maintains its relevance to travelers. That's scary. Yeah. And I think I think if if you really get the executives to talk, you know, with MGM Resorts International, Caesars, Harris, Boyd, and all the other people, if you get anybody to actually talk, they won't. But that they'll they'll admit that they're like yeah we're we're nervous we're worried about this, but but their reaction their knee jerk reaction uh, to bump fees to balance this uh, was was I think a, a a terrible misstep. Yeah yeah and, and it, you know when I lived in Japan, one of the things that I admired was um, I worked for about a year at, at a uh, culture. It was it was a department store, a Tokyo department store, hmm. and they had a like a community center on the seventh floor and they they offered different types of classes they had ikebana which is flower arranging Mm -hmm. they had english classes that was really popular back during the boom years so i taught english up there in their in their uh, it it was called uh, tokyo creative life seminar b (laughs) wow how existential (laughs) some fucking crazy name so so anyhow, I taught there, but but Tokyo, and one of the reasons I really taught there wasn't, you know, it's because I, I mean, they gave me some teaching hours, right. gave me a, a train pass, and I could go from my house, which was in suburbs, all the way into downtown Tokyo for nothing, because Tokyo was also owned a train company, huh. and it's and a chain of hotels. So I I even taught in the hotels, and it was this policy of Tokyo, uh, for example, people who ran the train. Uh, the the train portion of the of the corporation, right. the executives once a year would put on the conductors hats, or they would either punch tickets back, and they didn't have automated tickets. They actually 
hand punched them mm-hmm. with a with a puncher. They either did that or they drove the trains because that's how they started. Mm. And they'd work their way up. And it was again get back in touch with what actually happens on a day to day basis. Yeah. I can't imagine the likes of a Rob Goldstein or somebody like that saying, "I'm going to put on the concierge costume." Air, you know, or or work the front desk just mm-hmm. to see what it is. What are the kinds of people you're dealing with? Because again, they're not. They're looking at numbers. And if they did that, if they said, what is the reason people should come here? And it used to be in the past, they invented this. Hey, here's what we've got. We've got these great big hotels that are really outlandish. You won't find them anywhere else. You know, we got one that it's a replica of the, of the, of the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And we've got a, you know, Venetian. It's got a shopping mall and there's a canal through it and there's guys singing and everything like that. Oh, I got to go see that. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. What they do is basically say, well, what is it that people want to see and we'll build it? Well, they've already can see that someplace else. So why come here? Right. It was, you know, yeah. the, we've seen that. Now we've seen other places try, try to follow us. They're, they're, they're no longer leading. They're following. Well, and you know, it's it, the pro- another problem along with that one is that, uh, and this may be in defense of the executives, but but um, the 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 new generation, the new class, um, is invisible. They they there's no way to define what they want because they either don't want anything, don't say what they want, or don't know what they want. You know, back in the day, it was very simple. You know, people wanted a good steak, they wanted a good game, they wanted a good show, and you and you built your marketing around that. Right, right. Well, I I think I think whereas you know, I, a lot of individual corporations claim they have their finger on the pulse of the of the hipster movement and the and the and everybody, the millennials. I don't think they do, yeah. and I especially think Vegas doesn't. You know, the the, the there's no. Economy that defines what's going on right now. We can't, you know, infuse cash to increase spending. You know, there, there's just no way to figure out these people because they their their decision making is is without definition. And I think that's why Vegas is struggling. Uh, uh, you know, we have a we have a our generation is still coming. The generation you know uh, below me. It is the millennials, but I mean the, the the top and the bottom of the millennials are coming. But uh, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to watch. I got to tell you, it's kind of like the Trump situation. You know, I I, I I really do think Vegas is a lot like that in the fact that it's wonderful to watch uh, as an economist, or wonderful to watch as a, a, a as someone who loves the the law. You know, the Trump situation, people, you know, you love him, you hate him, whatever. But you don't take time to say to yourself, God, this has never happened. This is this is a wonderful thing for the United States legal community and the political community because it's never happened. It's wonderful to watch. And honestly, he'll be gone for eight years and, and everything will recover. Everything's going to be fine. You know, but, but Vegas, I, I think of it the same way. It's, it's very interesting to watch. Because I don't think the town is going to crumble down to our knees like it does in all the zombie and, and, and apocalyptic films. Uh, it's just interesting to watch what's going to happen because the, the casino corporations have never been behind the eight ball. They've always been raking money in. You know, they, yeah. they, you know, and now the, the rink's empty. And it's going to be really interesting to yeah, watch. Yeah, well, I think also it does tie into the, the, just the mass inequality in in um, in the economy, I mean, we've seen that. It, 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 you know, Thomas Piketty and 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 Capital in the twenty first century has pointed that out, and it's only gotten worse. That you know, the money that's coming in is going to a smaller and smaller percentage of people, so that a, a lot of people just don't have that income. Maybe they want to come here and they can't. Yeah. Uh, until they c- c- uh, correct that, so that there's more money is more evenly distributed throughout the society, so mm-hmm. that people say, hey. I can afford a vacation this year. I can go to Las Vegas. Uh, that has to be part of it, but it also mm-hmm. has to be cheaper because, as you, as you pointed out, a thousand dollars just to get here, right? Um, and if we just for a couple of days, there has to be something in it that it has to be a unique experience for me, mm-hmm. and it's no longer really a unique experience. It's just bigger, right? Oh, well, they have esports other places where I can do gambling online if that's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Yeah. Um, the restaurants, well, they've got other ones in other cities. 
you know, hey, it's an expensive restaurant there. It's not cheap in Las Vegas. Yeah. I think that's what people thought that, you know, when, when Lutece opened in the Venetian, that it was going to be, you know, seven ninety five for appetizers or something and, and not and not twenty three ninety five. Yeah, like they had that York. outlet mentality. Yes. You know, exactly. they they thought Mario Batali, oh, it's gonna be half price, it's Vegas. And yeah, no, it's no. not. It's it's even more yeah. but he's gone now, so yes, know. yes. But no, that, that's right. I mean same with Delmonico or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it'll be it'll because we're in the casino and we're going to be no 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 you they know whether you're gambling or not right and you got to gamble a shitload of money before you're even they're even going to 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 comp you you know <laughs> yeah. spring rolls at the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, John, uh, uh, love talking to you. Oh yeah, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in and uh, downloading and subscribing and streaming. However, you do that. Um, if you want to get a hold of us or have any questions, uh, it's the podbaydoorlv at gmail.com. Uh, give us a like if you get a chance uh, on any of the uh, social media formats. Uh, love the reviews on iTunes. Uh, check us out there. Uh, it's the Pod Bay Door Show on iTunes. And uh, uh, hit us up over the review. Let me know and uh, uh, we can send you out a t-shirt or a mouse pad if you do that. Um, uh, Spotify is our newest, I think, John. Uh, at the, uh, if you love to stream that kind of thing on all of your smart devices, yes. if you have any, um, uh, Spotify is, uh, 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 it's interesting the way it works, uh, for all of you out there that are curious about numbers. I get a lot of questions about numbers. Um, Spotify takes, um, it, it seems like a three week delay, mm. uh, for all of the folks listening to us on Spotify, but, uh, uh, it's actually, you know, got up to speed. So, uh, try out Spotify, try, uh, Podbean, iTunes, but, uh, you can get a hold of us, uh, just at the Los, uh, at the, the Podbay Door LV. Yeah, and, and on yes. Spotify, you can listen to Podbay Door and you can listen to Primitive Man. There you go. That's absolutely. Uh, but uh, the Podbaydoor LV at gmail.com to get a hold of us. Uh, thank you so much for your patronage and listening to us. Uh, for John, this is Jamie, and we, we will see you next week. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Podbay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.